Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. And a good afternoon to you. Welcome to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM, Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital partners. And, of course, on our uh, on uh, the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. Hey, our podcast is everywhere, and it's a great way to catch up on the show. It really is. Uh, if you missed part of the program, if you're coming in late, um, you can... Uh, Check out the podcast at your leisure. Uh, again, uh, go to the Anchor app or, again, search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. We're on all major podcasting platforms. 
uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And I, I promise to be more active. I have not been that more active. Um, this is a tough time of year, man. Basketball almost every night. Uh, I still keep up with everything that's going on in the news here. And um, I tend to be a little bit long-winded like I am on the radio when, when, I'm, when I'm on social media. That's why, again, my, my, kind of my social media platform of choice is Facebook because I can get a lot of things in. Uh, they just need to expand the characters on Twitter. I mean, that was one thing I was hoping they might do, but they haven't done it yet. We'll see how that plays out uh, down the line. I need more characters. We got a lot of characters in this city, don't we? Latest on the mayor. We'll get into that later on the program. Uh, looks like the Saints are not going to make major changes today or this year on the offensive side of the ball. They may not have a choice on the defensive side of the ball. We'll tell you who got their walking papers today. And, of course, if you missed us at 1 o'clock this afternoon, you missed a lot. Award-winning journalist Les East of CrestedSports.com and Saturday Down South was my guest on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Catch us tonight at 6 o'clock on LE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Uh, Saints, Sean Payton. Uh, we talked about Walker Howard. We talked about the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator changes at Tulane. Unfortunately, uh, and of course the Pelicans, we did not get a chance to get into college basketball, uh, which is in full swing uh, right now. LSU loses last night, uh, uh, and th- their biggest problem right now with LSU is simple. They just can't put the ball in the basket. Um, uh, just uh, I-, I watched them in the, in the preseason. I really thought they'd be much better uh, than they are. Um, they obviously are not. Um, it's a little bit frustrating for Tiger fans who thought that McMahon was going to be able to pick up uh, right where um, uh, Mulkey and, uh, and Johnson and Allen, um, um, uh, not Allen, um, uh, the head coach of, of the LSU Tigers, um, uh, have, have, where they had, had started. Um, uh, but it looks as though uh, that's not going to happen. 67 to 49, uh, lost last night to Auburn. Auburn is 16th in the nation. Uh, they just couldn't put the ball in the basket. Meanwhile, we know Tulane lost to the number one team of the nation in Houston. Uh, the, the big story there is the crowd uh, at the arena uh, for, um, uh, for Tulane, and, and that's really encouraging. Tonight, uh, Texas A&M Commerce versus UNO in a big game in the Southland. Southland's pretty jumbled up, uh, so we'll see how that plays out. And then the Pels last night, uh, I mean, they, they, just, they got crushed by the Miami Heat. Um, and, 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 look, let me just say this right now. The first thing I saw last night in watching the game was uh, it's a tired basketball team. It just is. You're asking a lot of guys that play subordinate roles to play, again, a, 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 more pro, uh, a, a, a bigger role, um, and um, it works, and it definitely works against the teams that they are better than. But when you start to get against the elite teams in the NBA – uh, without multiple superstars in your lineup, and that's Brandon Ingram and also uh, uh, Zion Williamson. We can throw Herb Jones in there as well. You just you're not going to consistently beat those good teams. 124 to 98 last night, uh, the Pels go down, and we'll talk to Alec Cassell about that today on the program. Our, our regular lineup today um, will be joined by Gary Smith uh, in about three minutes at 4:15, um, and uh, then we'll we'll have a break of, from a guest because uh, Jordy Collada uh, uh, took ill today, so we won't have him again until next week. Um, we've moved Ross Jackson into his spot at 5:35. Ali's in his regular spot at 5:15. Ali can sell the bird rights, so we'll talk Pelicans in the in, in five o'clock. Uh, Saints at 5:35, and 
And then, of course, there'll be an open segment at at, at four at four thirty-five where I'll talk about what's happening, uh, you know, in, uh, with the Saints, uh, with the Pels, and also what's happening here in the city with um, the ongoing Lee Zurich investigations and and, and and a statement that was sent to NOLA.com by the mayor today last night. I'm sorry. That is uh, again. You thought yesterday was mind blowing, and, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's show, uh, uh, and you missed it, go check the first hour, uh, first half hour of the show, um, uh, about 20 minutes, where I really pontificate on what's going on with City Hall uh, and the mayor and creating this garbage crisis, uh, piggybacking off the Lee Zurich investigation, and of course, again, now what we all know is uh, a divorce decree that has been amended uh, by the wife of, of Jeffrey Vappi. Uh, to include an affair between uh, Latoya Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans, and, and also Vappi, who, again, he admitted to his wife this happens. Now, ain't many dudes out there admitting to their wife that they're having an affair, unless they had the affair, and they got caught red-handed. But the mayor denied that last night uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very strong statement to NOLA.com. We'll get into that at about 4.35 as well. Uh, the big news today is, again, uh, Dan Rauscher, uh, tight ends coach, running back coach, longtime coach for the New Orleans Saints, was, was relieved of his duties today. He was fired. Uh, but that's it. They're not going to make any more offensive changes. That means that Pete Carmichael comes back as the offensive coordinator. Look, uh, Les and I spoke uh, uh, extensively about this on the TV show today. I do not believe that Pete Carmichael will be the play caller next year. I just don't. I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe he's going to be the guy that helps put the game plan together which means they're going to use the same offense they've used in the past with the Saints. Okay, they're going to say that Saints on that Peyton offense, right? Um, but there's going to be somebody else on game day that's going to be calling the plays. Now, I don't know if that's going to be somebody they're going to bring in from outside. Okay, we talked about Joe Lombardi over the last couple of days. Uh, or if it's going to be um, um, uh, the uh, Ronald Curry, who is, who is, again, I talked about in the middle of the year when things were not going well. If this guy's supposed to be the next great offensive coordinator in the NFL, the next great quarterback coach, why is he not calling plays right now? Why are you not relieving uh, uh, Carmack of his duties? So that's, that, that is a thought. And also their offensive line coach uh, is, is also a possibility. Uh, you know, when you start talking about knowledge of the system uh, and, um, uh, of course, um, you know, the uh, knowing – Really, the the system from its infancy, uh, and then that's that's really the the the, uh, um, the main thing. And of course, Doug Marone has been a head coach. Doug Marone was the was the original offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints when Peyton came over, and it may be a situation where they're going to hand 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 him the uh, the duties of calling the plays on um, on game day. But they're doing it from the from interior from inside. So they're not they're, again. They may lose their defensive coordinator. They may, lo- they may lose, uh, again, both of their defensive coordinators if they don't do something now to salvage at least one, and then we'll see where that goes. All right, let's, let's talk some Tulane. Uh, a lot of good things happening uh, uptown right now, and uh, to break it down for us, uh, the best that we have in the business. Um, nobody knows Tulane better than, better than Gary Smith. His Wave Report website is a one-stop shop for everything you need to know about Tulane Athletics. And does a great job for the Times Picayune and also covers UNO and Loyola uh, during the basketball season when when, uh, when when they're when they're playing. So he joins us now as he does each and every week. Hey Gary, how are how are you? Doing doing well, doing well. Other than have, other than having my car window smashed, which joined the club, and if you live in New Orleans um, yeah. on on, on so Saturday sorry. night, actually the first time that's ever happened to me here. Just literally just got back from having it repaired. It took I did, couldn't get an appointment because so many people are right. having their windows smashed. It took Everybody. five days to get an appointment. <laughs> get it, it, it is fixed. it is a uh, um, it is a. Yeah. 
profession that if you open up one of those companies, yeah. uh, you're almost guaranteed a profit in this town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I can't, that, I mean, they're, they've just got cars coming in right and left. And I unfortunately oh, yeah. no own one of the brand of cars that this happens to more than any other, which I wouldn't have known. I did not know when I purchased yeah, it a couple of years ago. That's another yeah, well, story. You shouldn't have to, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't be like yeah. this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you should be able to put your car in front of your house, go somewhere to grab a bite to eat or yep. go, to, go to a game and not have to worry about it coming back and your car has been broken into you know, it's, no it's, just, it, it's astounding. It really is. It, but I feel for you. I feel for you. Again, a lot of people are making business decisions on, again, whether they want to bring their vehicles in the city simply because of that. So, mm-hmm. And I'm with you. And, and you live in the city, right? Yeah, I live fast. I, and truthfully, to, to, to give you a plug for one of your sponsors, I, 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 went to, I went to Katie's restaurant. I live five blocks from, from Katie's, so that tells you right. how where i where where i live and uh, mm-hmm. um they, we had an hour-long wait because it was saturday night my my 12 year old son was cold so i told him mm-hmm. i'd drive him home to uh pick up a coat and if we hadn't done that i probably my car probably would have been stolen <laughs> but yeah. i think we got home just as it that right after they'd smashed the window and they took off going the opposite direction on a one-way street before i even realized what was going on and then uh and and there it was yeah. yeah, there it goes, and, and, and that is the story of the city of New Orleans uh, under the Latoya Cantrell administration. That 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 is that is part and parcel of the story. Hey, by the way, if I could, just one interruption. Today's sure. program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. I, I failed to mention that as we opened Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Hey, everybody, remember Mardi Gras is coming. Hideout, uh, 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 both Mambo's and Old New Orleans Cookery have uh, balcony tickets available for the Mardi Gras season, and you can rent a parking space at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant uh, for the Mardi Gras parades in Metairie. So don't forget about that. We'll tell you more as we go forward. All right. I talked to you about this earlier in the week. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you had a chance to be able to run it down yet, but I'm going to ask you yep. a question first. Um, you and I discussed this on the phone when they made the change at offense and defensive coordinator. What happened with Jim Svoboda? Uh, yeah, it's still not. It's still not set. He's st- he's still on the staff uh, as of now. I do I do not expect him to stay on uh, on the staff. I think he wants to be an offense. I mean, he he was a head coach at Central Missouri. He got he came to Tulane because he said he loved calling plays. He got he, he didn't like. He, he'd gotten tired of all the other stuff, the ancillary stuff you had to do, and obviously it was a step up <laughs> from Division Two to, to this level too. But uh, but but we'll see. As of now, um, he, he he's still around, and uh, but yeah, it is uh, Slade Nagel. Um, according, yeah, I'm still this part. I, I'm still getting conflicting reports on this. But every everybody, there have been reports out there that Slade Nagel called the plays all year long, and I certainly had nobody on the coaching staff contradict that. To me, I I don't I'm not sure the players were actually aware of that, and I it, it, it's a confusing situation because we're talking mm-hmm. about an offense that was spectacular <laughs> this yes. year. So it's not like there was all kinds of dissension on the staff and people weren't happy with each other. But it appears that uh, Willie Fritz at the end of spring practice wasn't really happy with the direction of the offense with his with his with his new guys, and he uh, he, he made Slade Nagel, who's the one guy one offensive coach who's been with him the whole time that he's been in in New Orleans, um, mm-hmm. had him. He was the prime primary play caller this year and so this was more like a formalizing of duties <laughs> and, and making official what, what what was already the situation but I, I i was out to lunch on this one because I, I i did not i did not believe this to be true when that when the report first came out that nagel had been calling plays 
during the year. I mean, I, I sat, I sit like 20 feet away from the offensive coaches in the press box. And I, it, it, it sure looked at me like Salota was talking into a headset right before this, the snap. Right. But I, it, it's an it, it's, it's, a, it's a strange situation when you're having a team that was as successful as Tulane was um, going. And, going and, and also yeah. all the credit going to him. Come on. Yeah. Every broadcast, I mean, <laughs> every yeah. media member, Swoboda's yeah. offense has been incredible. You know, mm-hmm. again, the leaps and bounds they took. And if it's Slade Nagel that's, that's calling the plays all this time, I mean, if I'm him, I'm a little upset. I'm saying, wait yeah, a minute, yeah, this is my body weird. of work. The, the first, and, and look, the, I had just finished writing a story that had run in the paper. I think it was a week earlier, actually, when the first story broke from The Athletic about this when, when Tulane was – already in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl. Um, I, I just had a story where players were, were just raving about Svoboda and how his offense was simple but not too complex. I mean, that, that they had an answer for everything but not so many things to, to do that you got confused, which I think was an indirect shot at Chip Long, who was the offensive coordinator last year. I feel like I think the players thought he had too many options on each play, and it, it made everything confusing for them. Um, and uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing's clear, if there was dissension on the staff during the year, they certainly hit it well, because this was yeah. a, <laughs> that was that was a well-oiled machine that Tulane had on offense, and it got better and better as the year went along. So, uh, I don't know. So you it's mentioned a weird in your one. article now that's four offensive coordinators in four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, thankfully for and and for, for for Michael Pratt, that'll be his different offensive coordinator, and every year he's he's played every football year. since his sophomore right. year of high school. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And but but again, but this he's continued to develop. That's the one thing yeah. you can say, right? Yeah. No, when exactly. You look at him. I mean, he has, despite that, he's continued to develop. Yeah, and he was thrilled with the offense this year. That I can say for mm-hmm. absolute certainty. He, like, he, he, look, he, he was not a fan of Chip Long. Chip Long. I, I, I feel like Chip Long. Look, a lot of things went wrong for the for the team last year. I think Chip Long is actually a good coach. Um, he's an old school coach, though. And when you're old school and are heavily criticizing guys, and the team's going two and ten, that doesn't usually work very well. Um, but but it, it was like you could tell. <laughs> talking to Michael Pratt, what a breath of fresh air he thought the new coaches were this year. He yeah, and you could see the way he played on the field. He he developed by leaps and he was already a good quarterback. He turned into right. a great quarterback this year under yeah. under under this staff. So well, yeah, so I, I, I'm not, I don't think very much is honestly going to change. Um, but it's no, not if a, not, if Na- <laughs> not not again. If, yeah. if Nagel's yeah. been calling the plays all this time, yeah. I wouldn't think yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, and they did. All, I will say this: they always said when when Svoboda would be interviewed, he'd talk about what a group plan it was that every. Yeah. And that's the way a lot of offensive stats are. The sure, offensive of coordinator always gets all of the blame um, for stuff. But they said from the beginning that it was a group effort. That they they did say that. I remember the first feature I wrote on him at the beginning of the year. He talked about it's not we were it's all of us together on on stuff, not just one person. So we'll, we'll see that. I still, I still have a heart. I'll still be pretty surprised if, if he's back on the staff with a demotion um, after um, next year because that just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but but again, you, and then you ask yourself the, the question: Where can he go? Yeah, that's, I mean, again, that, a lot of staffs are full now. Yeah, they're already full. That that that's also true. Unless I mean, he's thinking about going he, to the pros, you would think. I mean, there there would be a yeah, you would think there'd be a chance. Yeah. You know, Teams steal coaches all the time these days. I would think, right. yeah, yeah, I would think he'd be. There'd be a lot of places that he'd be attractive to. But you're I'm right; sure. it is it is late. It is late in the game, so that is a factor. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, Chris Hampton has gone to Oregon, co-defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, defensive back coach. He has a big loss. He had really grown leaps and bounds as a defensive coordinator within the last year. Uh, but you seem to like the guy that's coming in, Lance Gidry of Marshall. Uh, yep. Both, and, and I'm, I'm, I will steal this from you again. This again, this why, this why we have Gary on every week. I mean, Gary knows Tulane inside and out, and again does the research. Both now Nagel and Marshall <laughs> are both on a McNeese staff, but also yeah. McNeese grads. I mean, that's yeah. just. I mean, that, that's just it, some. That's some. That's some. That's some rabbit hole information there, my friend. Yeah, and not only that, their offensive line coach Iman Nagavi was on the same staff, was a McNeese grad, all at the same time. By the way, they were all they were all on the staff. I think two, for 2015 and 2016, all three of them were there. And now that's Tulane's brain trust. They know each other well. Um, I, 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 on surface, look, I, I, I've never talked to Lance Gidry. I've never met Lance Gidry, but on the surface, this was a, a terrific hire because Marshall's season was, their defense was very similar to Tulane's this year. They had a rough year in Lance Gidry's first year last year. He, he inherited the defense that had been one of the top ones in the nation. Statistically, they lost a lot of guys off that defense. They finished in the seventies last year. They come back this year, same coaches, same guy calling the plays. They finished in, they finished number eight in the country. And, and I mean, they were really really good they went to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame in the second week of the year um, gave up like 24 points then they had a streak of six consecutive games where they didn't give up th- more than 13 points that's hard to do in modern in modern college football sure. um, so and, and he's got the Louisiana connections um, I think he'll fit in great obviously he'll fit in great he already knows how to half the guys on staff and has worked with them um, he'll be a good fit with Willie Fritz um, yeah, Chris Hampton's a big loss there's no question about that but I don't think they could have i don't think they possibly could have done better in in, in replacing him um it, it sure seems like it eighth best uh, defense in the country yeah. last year uh bringing a guy that's got louisiana time mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and of course once again willie fritz bringing in guys that can that can recruit louisiana yeah exactly that's that, that's another key and also i think this is an example obviously Tulane's a step up from marshall a step up from the conference but i'm not sure this is a hire that Tulane can make as easily without having the success that they had on the field. It's just a, right now, Tulane is a much, much more attractive place to work than, 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 than it was even 12 months ago, and, and, and it's paying dividends. Right, no doubt. Uh, let's talk about the basketball game uh, on the mm-hmm. other night, Houston and, and, and Tulane. Houston, again, just again, just a much better team than Tulane at this yeah. point, even though I mentioned on the, on the show, going back to when you first interviewed Ron Hunter, Hunter said, again, that he's kind of measuring his team against Houston. Houston's on its way to the Big 12. This is it. But to me, the biggest thing I took out the game was the crowd and, yeah. and the support. And, and, again, the ability maybe to hopefully sustain that mm-hmm. uh, in, in a place that's not big, but a place that can be challenging to play if you fill it up. Yeah, that 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 was absolutely. It was a terrific atmosphere, and I, I, I walk in a side. The media entrance now is a side door. Um, down and and on that door is where the students line up to go in, and it was at least the equivalent of four city blocks waiting to get in to to wow. that game. That is something I never thought I would see. I was not here in the 1990s when Tulane had it rolling. I certainly was following yeah. them when I was in mm-hmm. Florida, but it was. But right. apparently, 500 to 600 students were turned away because they, they they couldn't get into the building. Um, it was an awesome atmosphere and i'll say this houston whipped tulane they won by 20 but it was a little right. different last year in the three games they played houston just physically dominated tulane yes. 
every shot they missed, they got the rebound, and then they put it back in. That didn't happen in this game. Tulane held their mm-hmm. own physically. Houston just shot the ball well. Right. You don't have to look any farther to figure out what happened in that game than when you see Houston went 12 for 24 on three-point shots and Tulane went mm-hmm. 6 for 26. And it wasn't just that Houston was getting great looks and Tulane was getting bad looks. Houston, they hit a lot of tough shots in, in that yeah. game. Their, their best player, Marcus Sasser, who had struggled the first half of the year shooting, he, 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 he's just an awesome player. I mean, he was just pulling up, taking step back threes with guys in his face and swishing them in the second half, right and left. And on the other hand, Tulane missed a lot of open threes. And that's what happens when you're playing a team like Houston because the pressure is just so intense. You got to match them. You got to match them. You got to score. They're so good defensively that you start rushing shots. But I didn't get the same feel from this game that I did last year when it was like Tulane could never beat this team under under any circumstance. To beat Houston and Tulane gets another shot at Houston, Houston, they're going to need Houston to just not make all those shots. Houston's not Mm -hmm. a great shooting team normally. They're a good shooting team. They do a lot of other things well. Their defense is just absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. But Tulane had their moments. One of the best in the nation, right? Number one. They're number one by far in in both points allowed and field goal mm-hmm. percentage defense. Yeah. So um, it's not just that they have a slow pace. It's the whole right. the whole operation. And about three or four times, Jalen Cook just, just completely wiped out a defender with, with, with his crossovers and stuff like that. He didn't always make the shot, but he made a few. Um, Jalen um, Jalen Forbes had a pretty good game. Kevin Cross, he he, he had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I think Tulane, I, Tulane will go into the game in Houston. Obviously, they'll be the huge underdog when they play next month. Right. But I don't I, – I think they'll go in feeling like if they can make more shots and he's, and they can get Houston to miss more shots, that they'll, that they'll have a fighting chance. This is just a good basketball team Tulane has. The key now is to not get down from that performance. And I think Ron Hunter was – that's why he was so positive after this game. He really he was. He wants these guys. He knows he has a really good team, but he knows that you know that that was a tough one for them because they, regardless of how good Houston is, they really wanted to beat them. They're tired of losing to them. <laughs> they they're when you're a talented team, you don't ever think you're going to lose like that. Sure. And the key is for Tulane. Tulane has five winnable games coming up right now until they play Houston again uh, on the road. And Tulane kind of needs to win all those five to get mm-hmm. to where they want to get th- this year. And starting with. Saturday at Tulsa, the worst team in the conference. But if you go in flat, you can lose to anybody. And and Ron mm-hmm. Hunter wants these guys upbeat, not feeling down on themselves because he doesn't want to see any any type of a, a letdown, which 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 honestly be natural after this game. They need to stay the same focus, and all their goals are still in front of them. The Greenies are twelve and six, five and two in the American right now. And again, as as uh, was mentioned by Gary, uh, winnable games on, 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 uh, coming up. Tulane, big one tonight against Texas A&M Commerce, six and ten right now, um, and and of course um, uh, three and two uh, in in the in, in the conference. Conference is tight. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, SLU is ten and eight, four and one. <laughs> Nichols is eight and nine, uh, three and two. So mm-hmm. that's two, three, and four. Uh, in in the conference right now, so it's a big one for 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 uh, for UNO uh, yep. that, that lost the other night uh, in, in in a tough one. Yeah, I'll be making my first appearance. I'm going to both UNO games this week. I'll be there tonight. I'll be there for uh for their for the Saturday game, too. Yeah, it it appears it's so early. It looks like the conference is down at the top this year. There's there's not a great team. Um, but uh, uh, who I think UNO lost to Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. They yeah, seem they to be the best team in the league on, on mm-hmm. Saturday. It wasn't particularly close, but they were able to get what they needed to do, which was split on the road last week. In a in a conference that's probably going to come down to the wire, where every team's going to have probably at least six losses um, in, in the regular season. This is a big week for UNO. They're, again, they're playing at home. Um, they 
in that league, you should win most of your home games if you're going to be contending right. for the conference championship. And, and UNO to. would absolutely love to come out of this week at five and two in the conference and be in the position they've been in a whole heck of a lot <laughs> under Mark Schlesinger in the last six years, which is near at or near the top of the standings midway through the season. Got to give a shout out to Loyola, 20, 22nd uh, <laughs> in the NAIA poll, 15 and two, 10 and 0 uh, right now in the in the conference. So again, they're playing really good basketball. The women's side of playing good basketball. Tulane's women. Talk about them as well. Yeah, they're, they're doing well. They were uh, South Florida is the class of the league this year. Tulane's already played them twice, lost both times, but they were able to, to get a win over UCF on the back end of their, their, their last, their last trip there. Uh, Tulane looks like they they have a they've gotten off to a slow start in conference play, but 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 they look pretty good. They have a chance to make a run in the league, and and, and yeah, second place is up for grabs in, in the conference this year behind behind South Florida. Um, more likely, maybe third. Houston's pretty good too, but uh, this is a Tulane team that did not return a lot coming from from last year, and it looked like this might be a step. A step back, but Lisa Stockton knows what she's doing. <laughs> she's been there yep, for a long no time, doubt. and it looks like Tulane has a. I, I think Tulane's going to have a better second. Um, I think they're going to get on a pretty good run in, in, in conference play mm-hmm. based on the way they played so far this year. Before I let you go, I got to give a, a shout out to Coach Fritz uh, once again. <laughs> killed at the transfer portal. Uh, last yeah. night was the, was the deadline at midnight for for kids to enter the transfer portal in the in this um, 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 phase. Uh, they'll be able to do it again after spring. Uh, but right now, based on, again, who he's brought in, uh, he's got some really good players coming in once again this season. Yeah, I mean, the the, latest, the big one this week, you'll keep Brown from Texas A&M. He was a four-star recruit coming coming out yeah. of high school. Like, just <laughs> that every player that possibly played for Texas A&M this year didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the story there at six catches, but he's really fast. And that's exactly what Tulane needed. Cause you know, day, day McDougal um, left the team about th- three, four weeks before the end of the regular season. He was a guy that was fast that they used on jet sweeps and stuff like that. That's exactly what you Keith Brown will, will, will be good at. You got to think um, that getting away from the toxic scene that, that, that is Texas A&M right now, he could flourish it <laughs> at Tulane. And they got a tight end from, from South Florida, Chris Carter, he doesn't have very many stats either. Um, think he, hey, Slade Nagel is a longtime tight ends coach. So, and I think right. anybody that watched uh, Tulane's tight ends <laughs> this year, and certainly watched what happened at the end of the uh, USC game, if I'm a tight end, right. I'm thinking I want to play for Tulane's offense right now. So, uh, yeah, another good pickup, another good pickup for for, for Tulane there. And uh, yeah, they they um, again lost lost nobody of consequence to the transfer mm-hmm. portal and brought in a bunch of good players. That, that That's a good formula right there. Yep. And of course, Cam Wire from LSU, Tyler yep. Grubbs from, from Louisiana Tech. That's the, the linebacker you were yep. waving over. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, across the board, some really good players coming in. And, and the beautiful thing about that is you don't need a lot, but again, the ones you need, nope. they, have to be able to, they have to be able to hit. That's what happened yep. last year. Looks exactly. as though they might have a chance at that again this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't. Last year was miraculous. They hit on everybody big time. Basically, I would not expect that again. But I definitely think they 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 they've helped them. And again, yeah, Grubbs is huge. They they absolutely needed an experienced linebacker who's proven he 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 can play. And I I, I would expect Cam Wise to be their starting left tackle at the beginning of the year too. That's two really important pickups. Yeah, I would agree. And again, kudos to uh, to Coach Fritz and his staff as well. 
Kudos to you, my friend. Uh, always good to have you on the program. Again, like I say, you know, when I bring you on the TV show and now radio, again, your ability to be able to talk all sports with us. We concentrate on Tulane and, of course, the local teams. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate you so much. Tell everybody about your fantastic website, how folks can follow you on social media. Sure. Um, the, the website is uh, Tulane.Rivals.com, TheWaveReport.com, um, any, any, anything you want. The, I've had tons of coverage of the, of the basketball game against Houston going into and after um, the loss uh, this week. Um, plenty of just tons of stuff coming forward. Spring football practice isn't that far down <laughs> down the road. Um, and then obviously my, my, at, at Gareth Smith, my Twitter account, G-U-E-R Smith, um, any, any news that breaks, that's where you see it where you see a person and one, uh, one other quick note, you know, when I was on your, your, your TV show last week, I will point out, I, I'm not, I'm not taking credit for this. I'm not even saying it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I did predict that Pete Carmichael would be back. <laughs> you didn't. Back. No, you did. I'm not surprised he's back either. And I'm not, cause, yeah, again, I, I certainly understand the, the the criticism of him after this year. I do think I've, I've never, whenever a team loses, the offensive coordinator is criticized everywhere. I'm not sure, sure he's the issue. I, I, the problem is at the top, and that's <laughs> I think most right. teams reflect their head coach, and that's where that's where the Saints need to show the most improvement next year because teams agree. do tend to reflect their head coach, and that's that's staff changes or not, that's what has to change in terms of he needs to he needs to have a much better second year. Uh, that's why, again, I've campaigned for him, again, <laughs> uh, being relieved of the defensive coordinator. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, let me say this, the, the play caller on, on game day. Uh, yeah. Give that defensive coordinator job to, to, to Nielsen uh, get mm-hmm. him, so he doesn't go to Atlanta. Uh, let him play, call the plays. Let this guy concentrate on being a head coach, which mm-hmm. he's not been very good at. And from the offensive standpoint, I can see Carmichael being a guy that, again, is putting the game plan together. Right. Just Some guys just aren't good when, when, when the pressure's on, on the fly. So you're going to have to bring in a play caller, whether that's going to be from, from, from within the, the organization or outside the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis, uh, I'm sorry, Rauscher, uh, again, uh, the, the only guy that, 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 that hit the bricks today, he's yeah. not the only problem this team has by any stretch. <laughs> No, not at all. And I will, I'll say one other thing. The Saints need to get better at receiver because no coordinator. I, like yes. Chris Olave had a great year for the Saints, but mm-hmm. but, but uh, one thing Dennis Allen said that I thought was really on the mark after the season, although it was in his usual understated way, is uh, that they didn't have any receivers that made contested catches. And I'd put it stronger. I think their receivers were trash this year. Olave um, is a great player, but that wasn't his strength. And there was yeah. never a time when it was, they were terrible on third downs. They were terrible in those situations because they just simply didn't have a single receiver who they could count on to make a, a, a contested catch during the year. Um, counting on Michael Thomas to come back from three years of injuries may have been part and, of the problem because he can certainly Landry. do that when he's healthy. Right. But other than that, they, they got to get somebody like that. You've got to have somebody yeah. that can catch a ball when he's covered. And they didn't There's have no anybody doubt. that could do that this year. Well, they had it at the beginning of the season with, with, uh, with Thomas and Landry. But when mm-hmm. those guys got hurt, they had yep. no one. You know, you're 100% yep, right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for having me on. There you go, Gary Smith, uh, again, the Wave Report, NOLA.com, Tom Spicune. Hey, don't forget, again, today's program is brought to you by uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This half hour has been brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery. I said it before, there, there are Bur- Bourbon Street balcony tickets available right now for you to go out and enjoy a fantastic night uh, over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, again, uh, a full spread of food for you, cocktails, private restroom, and, of course, not one but two Bourbon Street balconies. 
Um, if you'd like to go out and grab a bite to eat, remember picture windows overlooking Bourbon Street. Uh, beautiful place to sit to kind of watch what's going on. A bar right there in the middle of the restaurant. As you go to the back of the restaurant on the first floor, um, you can uh, you can you can sit, sit and dine or have cocktails in their authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Hey, before you leave, make sure you take a picture on the world famous steps. Uh, again, that is a, that is a one of the most photographed uh, uh, places uh, again along Bourbon Street. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, uh, perfect for date night, perfect for trying to close that business deal. Uh, fantastic cocktails, great Cajun Creole cuisine. It, it's Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, open for late, seven days a week, lunch and dinner available for you. Find out more, go to nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and Old New Orleans Cookery. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Delays are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City connection with backups from Stump Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents South Claiborne at Dublin, also South Claiborne at 4th, and school zones are in effect. I'm Ed Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. 
for air conditioning this season? Trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in Menory by TripAdvisor. Uh, also, again, a place where you can enjoy a great meal with fr- friends, family. Uh, now's the perfect time, especially with sports, uh, again, uh, from all the sports that are on at, at one time now. 30-plus uh, TV screens, you'll never miss a play. Also, folks, don't forget, um, again, a fantastic menu for you uh, as well, a menu that, that includes Cajun Creole cuisine, but so much more cocktails are outstanding with some of the great mixologists we have in the city and then of course an incredible beer selection uh bobby Bear's cajun cannon restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of louisiana sports culture and, and authentic louisiana cuisine which means again the memorabilia there it's like a sports museum one-of-a-kind items you'll never find anywhere else and then of course the uh the the, the menu is chock full of all your new orleans favorites and then of course those that are again are not interested in new orleans type food uh, a lot of american fare for you as well uh, open seven days a week open late lunch and dinner uh and of course 4101 veterans at lake villa is the address don't forget it's not too late to call bobby a bears and, and rent your parking space for your favorite uh, mentary mardi gras parade it's perfect you got uh, bobby bears right behind you grab food you go to the bathroom you can set up your own food right there it's a perfect place to be able to watch the mentary parades bobby bears cajun cannon restaurant uh and of course uh that's available right now go to bobbybears.com that's bobbybears.com and uh, also don't forget about my friends at burkhart you know we're in a yo-yo season now uh, that means North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live. Use an air conditioning one day, heating system the next. Make sure both are working efficiently and effectively for you. If they're not, call my friends at Burkhart. If you're in the market for a new system, man, don't send that contract to anybody else. At least give Burkhart a shot. That's all I'm asking for. Let them come out and show you again the type of service they've given me for the last 30 years. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, a lot to get to. First of all, uh, a lot of stuff going on with the mayor right now. We talked extensively about the mayor, uh, the the uh, the uh, the trash crisis that was that was that was perpetrated by the mayor and her administration to try to bankrupt a minority contractor in the city of New Orleans. Meanwhile, two um, uh, the, the two new contractors are getting twice as much as the as the um, lone minority contractor Richards, who's getting thirteen dollars and twenty seven cents uh, per. Um, Per house to pick up twice a, uh, a week. Uh, we're, meanwhile, again, um, IV Waste and uh, and Waste Pro are, are getting uh, somewhere in in the thirty three dollar uh, 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 a house range. Um, and um, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, right around thirty dollars uh, uh, range. It's going off the top of my head. Pardon me, folks. I don't have that in front of me. Uh, it, it could be closer to twenty three, but um, uh, they're getting m- much more than the original uh, minority contractor. Uh, but yet, again, this is a situation where uh, black people in the city don't trust white people when it comes to uh, politics and, and positions of power. Uh, I'm blown away. Meanwhile, yesterday it was reported that, that Jeffrey Vappi, the, um, uh, the, the former security guard for the mayor, who had been alleged to having an affair with the mayor, uh, that uh, his wife amended her divorce decree 
to to include a uh, an affair that was admitted to, okay, admitted to by Vappy to the wife, uh, having an affair with again uh, Mrs. LC, which is a uh, Mrs. Latoya Cantrell. Uh, the uh, today, Vappy and his lawyer are denying that that they admitted there was an affair, uh, even though again the, the the court documents state that that is that we'll find out what happens when it goes to court. But last night was just a mind-blowing situation with the mayor when a NOLA.com uh, reporter called, an a- or called or either text and asked her for a response to, again, the, the, the divorce decree that, 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 um, uh, that, that claimed that there was, a, there was an actually a sexual relationship between uh, the mayor and her security guard, Jeffrey Vappi. And she said, by the time I complete my tenure as mayor, I would have slept with half of the city of New Orleans based on the false accusations that come my way sometimes daily. Uh, she went on to say, uh, again, if I were not a man, you would not be texting me about this BS, okay? Uh, let me just say this right now. I've never heard one person in this city, and I'm still pretty plugged in, maybe not as plugged in as I was when I was doing politics every single day, but I'm still pretty plugged in. There's not one person in this city has ever come to me and said, you know, the mayor's promiscuous. She's sleeping with a lot of people. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing situation. The only person that we've thought, uh, again, that there's been evidence of, at least again, uh, through Lee Zirk's investigations, and then again, the, the divorce, divorce decree from the wife who's divorcing again, uh, Jeffrey Vappi is again, that there was an admitted sexual affair between the two. And normally, that's none of our business. But it is our business when the mayor is part-time mayor, when she's spending taxpayer-paid t- t- uh, 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 time uh, either out of town with Vappi or, again, at the, at the Upper Tower Apartments. That's where, again, the rubber hits the road. Nobody cares who the mayor's sleeping with. That's between her, her husband, Vappi, and, and, and his wife. It's not, but at the end of the day, when it, when it, when it reeks into or, or, or leaks into, uh, again, uh, the, whether the, the mayor's doing her job in running the city, that's when the issue stands up. That's when the issue stands up. So, you know, it is what it is. Nobody wants to get into one of these soap opera deals where we're worried about who the mayor's sleeping with. We could care less. Okay, I just want the mayor to do her damn job. And now this accusation that she bankrupted a minority trash contractor simply because that minority trash contractor supported Charbonnet in, in, in the mayor's first election bid. And I had that wrong yesterday. I think I said in, 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 my, in my monologue that it was the, it was the uh, runoff. It was, it was the first uh, election where she beat Charbonnet and that this is political retribution and then, and then didn't use the federal money that could have, been, that could have relieved taxpayers of, again, the, the burden to have to pay for, uh, for the uh, uh, trash collection after Ida. She chose not to, to bankrupt this, this company. Uh, again, um, uh, Jimmy Wood's company, Metro uh, Disposal. Uh, unacceptable. Unacceptable. On, on, on the Saints front with, with, uh, with Pete Carmichael, let's just let's take a beat here. Okay? Let's take a beat. Because there's no way in the world he's going into the season next year and having Pete Carmichael call the plays. If he does, he might as well just put in his record designation now, okay? Allen was a, is a failure as a head coach, period, the end. He was a failure in Oakland. He's a failure in New Orleans. I said the other day, I guarantee you Sean Payton's worth four games, okay? He's when, when you look at all the mistakes this team made, not on the same page, and the reason why he kept his job was because why? His defense played well down the stretch? Come on. They're running it back with him. Not much anybody can do about it. Season ticket holder, you could say, you know what, forget it. I'm, I'm giving up my season tickets. A lot of people may do that, but I believe that, again, uh, it will be someone in that organization, whether it's someone in that organization right now, um, 
Maybe, again, I mentioned St. Saints offense, a former offensive coordinator, Doug Marone, who was there from the beginning of, of this offense, before the offense became incredibly complicated. And Les East tells a great story on, the, on Inside New Orleans Sports tonight about the difference between the offense when Doug Marone started in New Orleans with Sean, with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and when he came back. And, again, how complicated the offense had become because Brees was, was a master, okay? And that, again, that it's going to be harder for other quarterbacks uh, to be able to come in and master that because what well, Breeze grew up in it. So maybe it is a dumbing down, and I'm using air, air quotes here, okay, of, of the offense so that everybody can understand it. Okay, not the guys that have been here for a while, but I'm talking about some of the newcomers because you need, look, we, there needs to be a change. Offensive line, we've talked about it. Uh, there, there needs to be a, a, a makeover there. Uh, you just heard Gary talking about the wide receivers. There's no doubt you need a, that, that, that needs an upgrade. You need a big back. And, and again, you've got to figure out who's going to be your damn quarterback. So I do not see uh, Dan Rauscher being, again, the, the scapegoat here. They didn't lose because the tight end coach and the running back uh, and the running game coordinator didn't do their job, okay? Uh, they, lost, they, they lost because they weren't a disciplined team, and they made too many mistakes, and that comes from the head coach, okay? And it permeates down. He was able to escape that this year. He will not escape it in year two. This has got to be – and that's why I said, if I'm Mickey Loomis and I'm sitting down with this cat – I am, I am saying you are no longer calling the plays on Sunday. Game day play calling goes to the defensive coordinator, and I do whatever I got to do uh, to be able to make sure that uh, I'm not letting Ryan Nielsen get out the door. And, and that's no disrespect to Richard. It's just that Nielsen is one of the best at his position when you talk about the line, defensive line where they need desperate help and then they need to be able to cultivate these linemen once again. The interior of the defensive line uh, was a marshmallow all season long. And it's one of the reasons why they went from one of the best teams in the NFL stopping the run to one of the worst. And you can see why. Malcolm Brown's in Jacksonville. Sheldon Rankinson was with the Jets. They lost their good players, and they're trying to do this with guys, again, that were not as good as the players that they had. A lot of this is a byproduct of, again, the the salary cap. We'll see how it goes. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm not not getting too excited about this right now because I believe that there's another shoe to follow. Let me say this. Stuff's got to be done by this weekend. Senior Bowl's next week. You've got to have all your offensive and defensive assistants together, have your team together, go down to, to, to the Senior Bowl and scout these kids because you've got to find some diamonds in the rough and you've got to be ready, again, it, uh, be, because in case there is a deal that's to, to be made with Sean Payton. Uh, and, and there are multiple draft choices. And once again, you know what? I am so tired. I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of listening to Sean Payton with his garbage, okay? All right? And then now that permeates to every, every media member around the country. Uh, uh, mid-round to late-round, first-round pick. Give me a friggin' break, okay? Uh, if, if Loomis doesn't come back with at least two number ones and then maybe two number one, two, two number twos, or at least, again, a couple of high mid-round picks, he has failed as a general manager to be able to get the maximum you can get uh, for a guy like, like Sean Payton. I said it yesterday. This is like getting the number one pick in the draft in the NBA or the NFL, okay? When, if you're trading that pick, you're looking for a premium for that pick. This is their number one pick, overall pick right now, and they're trading it. So they need to get maximum value. And if he doesn't, shame on the Saints, shame on this organization. It's going to be a long road ahead. Like I said, commitment to excellence is one thing. Right now it looks like commitment to mediocrity when it comes to Mickey Loomis. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust, whether it's an uh, APCO air treatment system, maybe you're looking for a generator, maybe a new heating system or air conditioning system for your home or your business, industrial, residential, commercial, I got the company for you. It's Burkhart. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I've trusted for over 30 years. You can as well. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. 
Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Meehan Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honestly reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 This is Josh Danzig with Where Yet Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. This Friday and Saturday evening or Sunday afternoon, grab a date and check out the New Orleans Opera's presentation of Charlie Parker's Yardbird at the New Orleans Jazz Market. And are you a fan of Zion and the Pelicans? This Friday night, head over to the Marshroom Patio Bar and Grill for a watch party and to enjoy their delicious new menu items. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, log on to whereyat.com and click on our community calendar. Or sign up for the Whereyat weekly e-blast to get the latest email directly to your inbox. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Kitchen Counter Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, and, of course, the Hideout Bar. Remember, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Kitchen Counter Restaurant have tickets available for Mardi Gras. So whether you want to go sit on an emergency balcony, again, at the rooftop bar at Mambo's, or, again, in the parking lot at Bobby Bear's, those tickets are available right now. They go fast. So, again, if you are looking for those uh, tickets, get them now well, before, again, they sell out. All right, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up. I like to sell and Ross Jackson, our guest. I'm Eric Asher. Stick around, won't you? God, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Is your tub worn out, but you're not sure who to trust to replace it? With over 2 million successful bath remodels, people trust Bathfitter because we know how to do it right. We've been custom designing and manufacturing baths for over 35 years. Our unique tub-over-tub installation takes as little as a day with no demo to fit your busy schedule. And we offer a lifetime warranty on every tub. That's how confident we are in our quality and durability. Bathfitter, it just fits. Visit bathfitter.com to book your free consultation.
our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you to six. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. We're on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. That's our digital platforms. On the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. What that guy said every single day. Anchors our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our social media platforms. Hey, Les Seas joined me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports at 1 o'clock today. It was a great conversation. Saints, Sean Payton, uh, Walker Howard, Tulane defense and offensive coordinators, uh, and uh, the Pelicans. Sorry we couldn't get to college basketball. We just... Went, went a little long on Saints and, and, and uh, Peyton, but I hope you get a chance to check it out tonight at 6 on LAE, uh, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Oceana Grill, part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, our proud sponsor on this Thursday. Oceana, fantastic breakfast. I'll tell you, best breakfast in New Orleans. You go, if you're breakfast aficionado, you love, the, again, the complete layout. Uh, I don't care if it's pancakes, French toast, crepes, eggs, you name it. They do it for you. Open seven days a week. Lunch, uh, breakfast is at 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Lunch, 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Dinner from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Open seven days a week for you. Open late. Serving Cajun Creole cuisine for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails with some of the best mixologists in the walls. And a beautiful courtyard to dine in or to have cocktails. Also dog-friendly. Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Don't forget, not one, not two, not three, but five private rooms for you. 10 to 120 guests can fit there. Uh, they, you can have an event at Oceana. You can have an event, man, because I tell you, they put on an incredible event. Uh, their, um, their catering department is absolutely spectacular. Uh, and, of course, family-friendly, but a place that lets you can go and close a business deal, have a great time. It's Oceana Grill. That's Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. And, of course, just steps off Bourbon Street. So uh, if you're looking for a place to hang out during the Mardi Gras season, you know, you're walking around, need to take a load off, get get some appetizers, maybe some char-grilled oysters, oysters on the half shell, a great cocktail. Uh, stop by uh, Oceana, Oceana Grill, 739 Conti at Bourbon. All right, uh, a lot going on. Look, last night the Pels were just overmatched. And this was coming, okay? We've talked about it on the program now for a while, uh, that when you, um, um, when you are asking your reserves uh, to be able to come in and to play, again, starters minutes, uh, that you can sustain it in some cases, but you can't sustain it over a long period of time. You can beat the teams that are, again, uh, are not the upper echelon of the NBA, but when it comes to the teams with the, that are the upper echelon of the NBA, it's much more difficult. And, and we're seeing that now. You know, Miami won from wire, so won that game. They led from wire to wire. Uh, the Pels were really not in the game. Uh, you look at the um, uh, just again the shooting. They had dead legs, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, I don't see it getting better for the rest of January. It's why again, you know, even though when I was criticized. Uh, roundly for, again, calling Brandon Ingram out for not getting back onto the floor after he was medically cleared weeks ago. Uh, you know, now, again, Christian Clark has come out. He comes out with a little bit more detail in terms of, uh, again, how much uh, game, how many games he's missed over the last couple of years. It's like 56 games, 30 games so far this season. Um, and you need him on the floor. You know, again, we, as I said before, Zion is a player that we know is going to be injury-prone. 
So the, again, the, the that 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 partner superstar has to be one that you can count on that that's going to be uh, be able to play um, the majority of the games. And like it or not, Brandon Ingram has a has a reputation now uh, of being a player that will not get on the floor unless they're 100. percent Look, let me tell you something. Nobody in the organization is calling Eric Asher and giving him inside information, okay? That just doesn't happen anymore on airline drive, okay? I am persona non grata, okay? But I can bet that somebody whispered in, 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 in Clark's ear, okay, that, again, they were not happy with the situation. And, 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 that, and that was where this article sprang from, okay? Well, I've been talking about it. Nobody had to tell me anything. I, that's just my opinion, okay? He needs to get back on the damn floor. And I told you this is going to be a tough stretch. Look, at Orlando is a winnable game, okay, if you're not dog-dead tired. Uh, and then you're at Miami next, next Sunday, Denver at home, Minnesota at home. Minnesota's playing good ball. They almost beat Denver last night. Uh, Washington, again, uh, at home. You just beat Washington. And then you're at Milwaukee, at Denver, to finish out again January. Um, next Wednesday is the day that Zion gets reevaluated. I do not expect him to say next Wednesday uh, that, again, that he's going to start against, against Minnesota. I don't expect that. Uh, I expect him again to be – actually, it's next Tuesday. Pardon me. Um, uh, that, you know, that, that he, you know, we'll see again what's going to happen there. But if Brandon can get back on the court and, and he can be effective, this can stymie again some of this situation right now we're seeing where – you know, guys are just, in some cases, are playing out of their mind, but, but again, it catches up to you. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. And, of course, the other big story right now today is uh, the fact that Dan Rauscher was, was, was relieved of his duties by the Saints, uh, running game coordinator and tight ends coach, and uh, Pete Carmichael was retained. I said as we were going out of the first hour, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a beat here, okay? I'm not going to, you know, a lot of people expected me to come in and be pulling my hair out today. I'm not doing it. Because I know this, there's got to be another shooter drop here, okay? If there's not, well, then shame on me and shame on everybody in that organization. Doug Marone is there. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Ronald Curry. Uh, maybe it's somebody from the outside that's coming in. Maybe it's a Joe Lombardi. I believe someone will be calling the plays on, on, on game day other than Carmichael. Carmichael will help put the game plan together like he did with, with Peyton and Breeze. But somebody else is going to be calling that game day, uh, the, the game day um, uh, uh, plays as they should because he was a disaster last year. And I'll say it again, okay? If I'm Mickey Loomis, there is no way in the world I'm letting Dennis Allen call the defensive plays next year. Number one, I'm going to lose one of my co-defensive coordinators, okay? Uh, whether it's Ryan Nielsen, uh, who, again, I, I, as I've said before, I think it should be the heir apparent here. Uh, he's too good of a, of, a, of, a, um, of, a, of a defensive line coach to let walk out the door. And, uh, you know, his next logical step for him is a defensive coordinator. So he's a co-defensive coordinator. He, uh, the, the Falcons are, are interviewing him. Stop the interview. Again, make him the defensive coordinator. Let him call the plays. And that's what all due respect to Chris Richard, who's done it in the NFL and done it, done it uh, as had, has a history of it. But at the, at the same time, if I've if I got to pick between the two, I'm taking the young and up-and-coming coach, and, that, and that's Nielsen. And, and then allow Dennis Allen to be the head coach and, and to oversee the organization, the entire team. Uh, another thing I'll say is, again, this team has to be aggressive offensively, okay? I, I don't need to see three yards in a cloud of, of, of again, Goodyear tires coming up at the dome. That's not going to – first of all, that, that's boring football. And the way the rules are today, as I mentioned throughout this week, you have to be able to be efficient passing the ball. Now, you've got to have a quarterback to do that. They've got to upgrade their offensive line. They've got to upgrade their receivers. They've got a lot of work ahead of them. 
But also, again, you got to have somebody that has a good feel for being able to call the plays uh, and to be able to, uh, again, be, you know, be but looking for, again, shock and awe once again, where, again, you could, uh, you know, you're, you're scoring quickly. Uh, we saw it with Buffalo over the weekend. I mean, you know, you can, you know, the one thing I love about Buffalo is they put pressure on the defense, constantly putting pressure on the defense. And, you know, you do that with a great quarterback that can throw the ball downfield. Breeze was once that, that quarterback, right? They need that once again. We saw that, uh, uh, we saw a glimpse of that in the, in the first Atlanta game, but when we didn't see it again for the rest of the season. So we'll see how that plays out. But again, I'm going to take a beat here. And I'm going to say there's going to be somebody added to the staff or somebody internally is going to be, again, the person that's going to be the play caller on game day. And if it's not, uh, Dennis Allen's walking the plank, okay? He is, he is shooting his own self uh, in the foot here uh, because, again, people are looking for a change. Not going to get into Sean Payton until we talk to Ross Jackson at 535. But right now, let's, let's continue our conversation about the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I just think he's the best, okay? I know there's a lot of people out there you may listen to on a podcast, on one of these spaces on on um, on um, on uh, uh, social media. Uh, maybe again you you like your, t- your your talk show host who talks uh, Pelicans. This dude knows Pels inside and out. He knows NBA inside and out. Uh, again, his site it, to me is the top site out there when it comes to Pels basketball. It's the editor in chief of the Bird Rights. It's, it's, a, it's my good friend Ali Cassell. He joins us each and every week on the program. Holly, how are you, bud? Uh, I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself, buddy? Doing good, bud. Doing good. Doing good. A um, um, little bit, you know, I'm, I'm still frustrated. I'm, I was glad Christian Clark came out with the article on Monday. You and I have talked about this now for weeks, right? Brandon Ingram. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'm just just hoping that some one of these stars can get back before the end of this end of January with this murderous row coming up uh, right now. That looked like, I, I want you to take, that looked like a very tired basketball team last night. You, you hit the nail on the head. Anytime you go on the long road trip, you always look tired. I don't know if you can think back early in the season. Um, was it first week of November? They went on a really long, I think, six-game road trip. They came back, uh, played Portland, first game back. Even though it was in a back-to-back, they played poorly, right? That was the most energy-less group effort I saw. And then, again, we saw it last night. So that was part of the problem. But the other bigger part is this team looks tired. And, and I think you're right. CJ and Jonas have been doing a lot of heavy carrying. But not only that, the role players, Najee, Trey, everybody's asked to play 30, 35 minutes a game and contribute like a starter, something they're not used to doing in, in their careers. And when you do it for a week or two, I think you can get away with it. But when, you're, when it's sustained like this, and let's face it, Brandon's now missed, what, 26 games to his toe injury. Suddenly you're asking a lot more from guys, like I said, aren't used to it. So, yeah. To me, I thought they looked very tired compared to the Miami Heat right out of the gate. I saw right. Miami running full sprint, right, just to get changing uh, sides of the floor. And they were much quicker getting to their spots as to where the Pels, they seem to be jogging. So I think mm-hmm. without a doubt that's, that's hurting the team right now is that fatigue. And it shows up in shooting, too. Look, if you don't have your legs, you can't shoot. Anybody that's played the game knows that. You've got to have legs to shoot. And, and I thought it showed by the inability to put the ball in the basket from long range. Right. Trey had a lot of good looks from three. Couldn't hit any of them. I don't think he made one until maybe his fifth attempt. Yeah. And like I said, with him, he's money, Eric. Anytime you watch this guy in practice, mm-hmm. warm-ups, he makes everything. So for him to you know, miss his first four when they're all good looks, yeah, it, it's legs, without a doubt. And, it, and it's other guys, too. I think CJ, right, he, he missed his first five shots. And for him, he had a lot of the good looks for him, the open right. ones from the elbow to the three-point line. Couldn't make any of them for the first, like, six, seven minutes of the game. And that hurt, right? They fell behind 24-8. to eight. 
and they were never able to climb back into it. Yeah, it, it was pretty much over there. I mean, you could just see it. You just see that they they didn't have what it took uh, to be able to to really get back in the game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. Again, you mentioned it. You hit a nail on the head. When you're asking role players to assume a starter-type position uh, and to, to stand it over weeks, eventually, uh, especially against the better teams in the league, it, 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 it's going to be exposed. And, and they were last night. Yeah, it's great that this team is deep. We all know that. We've seen it repeatedly. But when you ask that depth suddenly to do a much higher, more elevated role that they're unaccustomed to, especially together, and suddenly there's nobody behind them. I mean, let's face it, maybe you can get away with Trey having a couple cold shooting nights or somebody mm-hmm. else if there's somebody coming up behind them off the bench right. providing them something. And let's face it, Devontae Graham, he hasn't made a shot seemingly in six weeks. No. Jackson Hayes, it seems like he might be out of the, the rotation because Billy mm-hmm. Hernan Gomez got more run than uh, Jackson last right. night. Jackson didn't get on the court till garbage time. And then beyond them, I mean, I don't know. Kyra Lewis, guy still coming back from rehab. So suddenly, yeah, right, you're you looking at the bottom time. end of the bench. And right. That, that was a different story at the start of the year. The trades, the Nazis were given the starters that good bounce. That's why this, this bench unit was always, you know, extendingly. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting games. There's nobody behind. So it's just, it's almost like a domino effect, right, Eric? You, you right. miss guys for far too long, the main guys. And then, yeah, we're seeing it now. And you're more of an analytical guy. I'm not a plus-minus guy, but when I look at the stats and I see the entire starting lineup, again, with minus, right, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then even, again, with your, even your top reserves, you know, maybe a plus-two or a plus-one, that's not helping you either. So, you know, that's, that's another part of this. And, and you know, the, the question is now, what are you hearing? What do you think is going on? Uh, is this pressure coming from the organization now? Uh, internally to get Ingram on the court? Is that what we saw Clark's article on, on was it on Monday or Tuesday? Uh, uh, is this a situation where, um, uh, you know, the, the, the trainers are still saying, look, it, it, he's not ready to go. The, the thing that they the, – the thing kind of set this off was, again, when they said he was medically cleared weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it would come down to, again, his ability to be able to, to, to handle, again, pain, uh, to playing with pain. Right. I mean, when it comes to Brandon Ingham, we learned last year, well, everybody usually considered a three or four game absence for a certain injury always was double the amount of games he ended up missing. Right. So it'd be seven or eight. He's a guy that will not return for a regular season game unless he feels he has that rhythm. And only Brandon knows it. Right. We can think and watch, you know, we've seen him now plenty of times before uh, games, right. Warming up, looking really good. I think his motion, everything looks good. Sure. His conditioning for game shape isn't going to be there, but you've got to get on the court for that. But it's, it's always surprises how late he seems to come back from every injury. And this is yet another, you know, I think, honestly, uh, example of it. As far as the organization, Eric, I don't think it's as much pressure, you know, mm-hmm. say, for instance, putting on BI, as it is just frustration, right? I've heard so many stories about how other teams in the league are always frustrated by how either a player is coming back from injury, what they're doing right. to maybe how long it takes. And this honestly feels like one of those times, right, where I think the Pell's medical people, like you said, they've had him cleared now for a while, so it's up to him to get back on the court. And this has happened in the past. I, I want to clarify that to where he's yeah. been medically cleared and it's taken him an extra game or two. Mm-hmm. But this seems a lot more last extended. year, right? So, again, yeah, it, yeah. So this is B.I. honestly just going by what he feels 
I, I keep saying it, but other players across the league do the same thing. There's a lot well, of them that care, either it's... care about their stats or how their mm-hmm. bodies feel. They don't want to re- risk injury. Whatever it is, they take longer than they used to right. in years past. It, it, it's not 80s basketball anymore. That's for sure, where guys were just going out there in a much phys- more physical game. I agree with you. Uh, but it, 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 it hurts because Zion's not on the floor. You could beat these teams with, again, your backups playing a more prominent role with having Valanchunas and C.J. McCollum playing well if Zion was on the floor. And the fact that he's not on the floor really shows, again, the real, uh, real hole in the lineup right now with both these superstars out. Right. I mean, Zion's a guaranteed high efficiency, 30 points a game, and they're going to get you eight assists. When you can pencil that in, and suddenly then you're asking a little bit less of C.J. and Jonas, well, suddenly that's very formidable. You don't need that much more to win, right? And I think that's where the Pels, the role players, really were able to give you more defensively. Because I thought last night the Heat honestly did whatever they wanted. And it wasn't just yeah. Bam beating up on Jonas in the lane, right? right? Jimmy Butler, nobody could really get in front of him, even though he didn't look to score that much last night. But Tyler Hero, you know, he was beating everybody off the dribble. I mean, even Gabe Vincent I saw getting around people. So I saw even tired legs out of Dyson Daniels, where usually he doesn't get burned off the dribble. So it's it, like I said, it's a domino effect. When you're asking more to do elsewhere, suddenly it's going to take away from you know what you're good at doing at 110 percent all the time, right? Giving you that type of effort. So Zion needs needs you know this team needs him. It's obvious, mm-hmm. but you know I think in the meantime they should be able to count on Brandon Ingram, and I think like I said, that's where that frustration is. And I think we'll see him. I know he was ruled out for, already for Orlando, but boy. Everybody I talk to, they say he's going to be back any game now. And Willie Green expects him back for any practice now, but it hasn't happened yet. So until yeah. it does, you know, we're, we're stuck in this situation, it looks like. Yeah. All right, the NBA trading deadline is three weeks from today. Three weeks from today. Uh, how active do you think the Pels will be? And, and if so, what are they looking for? Are they looking for a big that can defend the rim? Are they looking for another shooter? What are they looking for? If they could go shopping, that's exactly what they would be looking for. But there's so few, I think, that fit exactly what, you know, all the needs are. So if you're going to add a player, think about this. And that's why I've been trying to explain to people, this is a good team. So whoever you bring in is going to be asked to have a smaller role. So say Boyan Bogdanovich, he's the number one option in Detroit right now, right? Kate Cunningham's hurt. So suddenly if you were to trade for him, well, he would be definitely coming off the bench. And probably what your fourth option, if everybody's healthy, that's that's I kind of think that's what you're going to have to be confronted with when you're trying to get these guys motivated to come over in a trade. In the past, the Pelicans were a land of opportunity for playing time. Now it's just the opposite. So their Pels are being careful. If I know they don't want to mess up the chemistry, so all these rumors you hear about maybe Ananobi and maybe either Herb or Dyson mm-hmm. be involved. I don't right, really right. put a lot of stock into those rumors. I think we know who the Pels will be interested in moving, right? They don't care about their draft assets as much. They've got plenty of them, so they don't mind moving those. And, of right. course, the salary fillers like Devontae Graham, Jackson mm-hmm. Hayes, Garrett Temple, uh, maybe even Billy Hernan Gomez if there's a need right. for somebody. But other than that, I don't foresee them making any big splashes. They're not trading Herb. He, you know, he's one of the heart and souls of this team. And then they have a lot of you know, uh, stock in thinking Dyson's going to be a great one along with Trey. So, yeah, and, and I think at this point, even Najee Marshall, I, I think he's kind of off limits too. So, yeah, so. maybe a small splash. As well as Alvarado. Too. I don't think you get rid of your two yeah. spark plugs that come off the bench. Absolutely. So you're looking at, Eric, what is it, nine, ten guys that likely aren't going to be moved in. 
mm-hmm. for the future, yeah, you know where the weaknesses are. That big, right. a defensive big. I've always had eyes for Okonwu. And mm-hmm. uh, C.J. McCollum caught him the other day, uh, bam, out of bio 2.0, and I love that. Because that's mm-hmm. the type of guy I think they'll be perfect with his starting lineup. So right. there are very few out there, and I know that they're not going to make a splash like that until the offseason. So we're at least going to have to wait till then for anything big to happen. I'm with you. I don't see them. I think they believe once they get their stars back uh, that, first of all, the playing time that the reserves have gotten will only help them down the line here because they've gotten starters minutes. So that enhances their game. And they feel they're going to be a deep team and a strong team once they're healthy. Now, again, you got to get healthy and stay healthy. Right, and this is what I like is the fact that when we have seen them largely healthy, they've looked darn good, right? I mean, yeah. I won't forget that opening night blow out of the Brooklyn Nets. I know they didn't come into the training camp and the, the regular season in the form that we recently saw before KD got hurt. But, now, Eric, they, they think in the office that they have a lot of these boxes checked and they love their top ten guys. So it's a deep team that can play. They just need to play more. So it wouldn't even be fair to make a big splash right now because if you have belief in it, don't trade it apart. Don't break it up. Right. I mean, they were first in the Western Conference over a month ago. Mm-hmm. If they get healthy, who's to say that they can't be the best team in what's kind of a weak Western Conference now? That chemistry is sky high. You don't want to touch that. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I don't foresee any kind of big moves. You've got to put stock in that. These guys love playing with each other. They play well together. They win as long as they're out there. So that's, that's the biggest key now, just getting everybody healthy and getting them out there for the stretch run. I agree. I agree. But again, again, uh, you know, I know people tell me, e, it's only January. Don't worry about it. Well, you know, again, you know, they've done so, they have been so lucky up to this point. I mean, but when you look in front of them, I mean, um, um, uh, the Nuggets won their last eight, nine and one in their last ten. Uh, the, the the Grizzlies eleven in a row. Okay, uh, they've won eleven in a row, and of course now the Kings winning five in a row. Step right in. Uh, they're like a percentage point ahead of the of the Pels now for third. They're mm-hmm. both six games back, with the Pels again three and seven in their last ten, losing their last two. Um, so I mean, up until this, up until last night, they were still in third place. So you know, I, I keep hearing you know maybe dropping a fourth or a fifth, sixth, seventh. Man, you don't want to drop down that far. You want to be in the top four, don't you? so you're within striking distance of number one. Right, Eric. You don't want to drop past four. That was the goal of this exactly. team. Trajan Langdon said it openly. They want home court advantage, and there's no reason why they shouldn't have it. That's why I think the frustrations became a little more public. We've been hearing it behind the scenes mm-hmm. now about Brandon Ingram, and yeah, they, they've got their eyes, and they know this is a good team. That's why, like I said. He's got to get back out there. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take, but even if you're at 90%, that's more than what you know most players can give you in today's right. game. So let's hope we see him soon. Yeah, no doubt. Was he on the bench last night? I looked. I tried to see on the TV. Again, normally again, yeah. he's sitting right where everybody could see him. I didn't see him early. Maybe he came in late. Was he on the bench? Yeah, he was there the whole game. He's been there for every single game. And he's, always and he's been there on the road, ball. too, which is something that a lot right. of Ranger players don't do. Yeah, and that includes Zion. Zion's been traveling with the team mm-hmm. as well. And that's something he never used to do in the past. So, like right. I said, you don't mess with his chemistry. They all love each other. And they yep. do. They, they play better, Eric, don't they? The role players. Because there's that commonality and this mm-hmm. bond that you rarely see in sports, especially here in New Orleans. I agree. I agree. And, again, great basketball teams are one from 1 to 10, 1 to 12, whatever you're going to do, where everybody's all in for each other. And you see that on, that, on with this team. You see it. There's no jealousy. There's no word about minutes. Who's getting a shot? You don't see that with this team. And that's you know when you can when you have that, you have a chance. Exactly. And I don't even hear anything like that behind the scenes. In the past, I have. Mm-hmm. I've heard ones that wanted to hunt for their shots. 
like well, the you market cousins. Yeah, I mean, it, they, trust me, they exist. They're all over. People, the players look at their numbers, but this team largely doesn't. And I'll tell you what, Zion really doesn't. I know he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I've seen the way he operates, and he looks, and he may be a, you know, a rebounder and assist away for a triple double. He doesn't even care. So uh, yeah, this team don't touch it, don't mess with it. I think there's something special here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Need to get healthy though. Getting get healthy. It, it, it's uh, man, it's a whole different ball game when you're watching these team against the elite teams and they're not able to compete. And you know those two guys on the sitting on the sideline, they won the game. If they won the game, it'd be a different, whole different game uh, uh, for sure, no doubt about it. But there's a silver lining here. Again, as I said, role players are getting more prominent roles. It's only going to help them when they get into tight games, tough games against tough competition when it counts in the second half of the season in the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs are all big games and matchup oriented, so you have to know your yep. opponent. By all these guys going up against starters and, and some of the best in the league, they're going to know what to do and expect when you get on that big moment, that big stage. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. Just get Me healthy. Too. If they can get healthy, I guarantee you they can make a nice run deep into the playoffs. I think so. I, I think so. I'd like to see it before the All Star break, but maybe I just have to be a little bit more patient. Tell us about your Erica, fantastic say, site. As, yeah, as some positive news, I will say there's growing uh, rumors from what I'm hearing that Zion will appear before the All-Star break. I wasn't sure right when his injury okay. happened, but now it sounds well, like it's likely to happen. That's great news. Now, next Tuesday he'll be reevaluated, so mm-hmm. maybe shortly after that? Right. That's the hope, right? Let's say that it shows full healing. So that, of course, means he can ramp up and really start reconditioning. Mm-hmm. then give him about a week, maybe 10 days of doing that, then I think we could see him. Beautiful, beautiful. Once again, appreciate your time, my friend. Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Ali, tell us about how folks can follow you on social media, what you got coming up on the fanta- on your fantastic site. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation, all in word, www.thebirdrights.com. And, you know, we cover everything you guys need to know. As recently we were talking about, I wrote up an article on, on the uh, injuries. Right, no top team star duo has come close to missing more games than the Pels, Bi and Zion, who now are past 45. Nobody is even close to 30 of all the teams above them in the standing. So, just trying to break it down, give you all the pertinent stuff you need, and of course, explaining all the games, all the injuries you need, you name it. Thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Yep. Take care, Eric. At Alec Cassell on Twitter. Thanks as always. Appreciate your time. Hey, folks, don't forget about generators. Generators. We all need a generator. I got mine. You got yours? I got a Generac generator from Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service. And boy, I'm glad I did. Uh, the service was impeccable. Burkhart handled everything for me. Uh, Jason Burkhart and I sat down. We talked about, again, what, what, what type of generator I want, what I wanted to be able to power up the home. Uh, again, we settled on one. And then, of course, Burkhart sent their crew out. They handled everything for me. And I didn't have gas. I, had, I didn't have a gas line that was active at the house, okay? So I had to get an active gas line. They met with the gas uh, company. They met with the gas inspectors. Then, of course, they met with the inspectors that, that handled the generators. So all the inspections they handled for me. Um, Burkhardt handles planning permits, inspections. They got a dedicated general team, generator team that handles everything. Then, of course, uh, the service. 24-7, 365 emergency service, maintaining that generator for you year-round. Have to maintain it like a car, like car engine. And, of course, what, what they pride themselves on is single-day install. We'll come out, put it in, uh, install that for you in a single day. You can finance it over time uh, with low monthly notes. And when the new install quality, check out the one month. Just, I mean, the, in t- what it encompasses, the whole ball of wax is, you know, you're talking about the best in the business. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service. It is a prerequisite now. If you own a business or a home in South Louisiana, you need a generator. Okay? If you want one, 
Burkhardt's got yours in, in stock right now at their warehouse in um, Mandeville. Uh, increase your property value. Get that peace of mind. Get a Generac generator from Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, uh, the Hideout Bar, as well as Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open uh, late, and all are open seven days a week for you. And also Mardi Gras, great time at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Folks, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire celebrating 51 years in business. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, first of all, folks, you're talking about the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, uh, you've got tires and wheels up to 30 inches, something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. And then, of course, keeping that vehicle on the road, right? ASC certified technicians doing only the work that's necessary. And I'm telling you right now, folks, uh, with, again, this diagnostic equipment that will put the dealerships to shame. Uh, Tony Piazza made a concerted effort to, again, upgrade his, uh, his shop with, again, the latest in diagnostic equipment. I'll say it. I'll go on the record and saying more diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Then, of course, you've got the Piazza family standing behind their work. 51 years of taking care of New Orleanians' cars since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers, including that diagnostic page where you can troubleshoot what's going on with your vehicle or, again, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Hey, trust your vehicle to the place I trust mine. It's Southern Tire, Hickory Airline, and Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. If you want to save money and start the year right, Staples has you covered. I need everything to restock my business. File folders, break room supplies, even business cards. Staples has you covered with big savings on everything you need for your home or office. And now at Staples, rewards members get $30 back via Staples store bonus when they spend $100. That's $30 to use toward everything from ink to tech. Save big right now at Staples, the working and learning store. Rewards members only. Store bonus redeemable in-store only. Offer ends one. Today's program, Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and of course, Mambo's in the Hideout Bar. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Mardi Gras time in the city. You're going to be going down to the parade. It's going to head down the quarter. you got friends and family coming in from out of town. You're in the quarter. 411 Bourbon Street is where you need to be. Three floors of the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, Cajun Creole Cuisine, which is outstanding. And, of course, American Fair as part of that menu. Uh, magnificent cocktails made by, again, the, the best mixologists we have in, here in the city of New Orleans. And then, of course, the beautiful restaurant. The picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street where you can dine and kind of check out the craziness there. Hey, head to the back of the restaurant on the first floor. And you've got, you've got again, an authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And remember, a bar downstairs on that first floor as well. Take the elevator to the second floor. That's what I would do. When you get to the second floor, you got a Bourbon Street balcony, a bar there. On the, again, a, again, a restaurant with a lot of seating. Uh, just a great place to be. And then, of course, the third floor uh, is, again, uh, New Orleans' own, Bourbon Street's own only rooftop bar, uh, which, again, uh, the sights and sounds you've never seen before uh, that you'll see at that rooftop bar. A bar available right there for you, and again, to get all your cocktails and have fun. But remember, both Old New Orleans Cookery and Mambo's selling uh, balcony and, and, of course, rooftop bar tickets for, again, the, the Mardi Gras celebration. Get yours now. Uh, fully laid out with, again, catered food, great cocktails, and, of course, nothing but great fun uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a great atmosphere as well at Mambo's and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery. And also remember, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant selling parking spots for the Metairie Parades. Uh, nobody does Mardi Gras like Oceana and the Oceana family of restaurants. Make sure you get there. Remember, Mambo's uh, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Right next door is the hideout bar with live music in a, in a French Quarter courtyard setting, a 300-year-old building. Great food, cocktails. Make it a night on the 400 block of Bourbon Street. Do it at Mambo's and the hideout bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Thanks to Alec Cassell for joining us. Ross Jackson's with us. Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and also CrestleySports.com doing a fantastic job covering the aftermath of the Saints season. And, boy, him and I have a lot to talk about. Always good to have him. He joins us now. Ross, how are you, bud? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks, as always, for having me on, bud. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much, as always. Okay, let's, let, let's jump into it uh, because we're a little bit behind. Dennis, um, um, Rauscher gets relieved of duties today. Um, we, we are told that um, Carmichael will remain the offensive coordinator. I, I believe that there will be an addition to this staff. And I also believe, in my, in my opinion, that, he will not, that, that Carmichael will not be calling the plays next year. Someone on that staff, uh, again, either Marone or maybe Curry or maybe bringing someone from the outside will be the play caller on game day. 
and that uh, more than likely Carmichael will go back into his role as he did with um, with um, uh, Peyton, where, again, he's part of, again, putting the game plan together. That's my opinion. You're closer to the situation than I am. Tell us what your opinion is. Yeah, I think that would be the wise thing for them to do. I mean, I don't think you can look at 2022 with Pete Carmichael as a play caller for the first time without Drew Brees, right? We've seen him as a play caller before, and we've seen him be successful as a play caller before. 2012, he called plays for the it was the top-ranked offense in the NFL that season. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how you look at what you saw in 2022 and say, okay, yeah, let's do that again in 2023. There, there's got to be something different. So um, I agree with you. If, if you know, maintaining him as, uh, as offensive coordinator doesn't necessarily mean that he calls the plays, so we'll look for clarification on that, likely when we talk to Mickey um, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, if we don't get clarification on that beforehand. Uh, the other thing that, that I would mention is that, you know, this puts New Orleans Saints in a, in a really tight situation in terms of if they are going to have Pete Carmichael call the plays, if they are going to continue to move ahead with the offense that they saw in 2022, then they're going to need a real playmaker at quarterback. They're not going to be able to go into a situation in 2023 to where they say, okay, you know, get a game manager, get somebody that can facilitate the offense and that can distribute the ball and, every, and then the system will do the rest because the system won't do the rest if that's the case. And so it's a, it's a decision that surprises me big time. Uh, it's a decision that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would call it a curious decision, uh, to put it lightly. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that there are, there's other contexts here in terms of you know, where the team can head and what the team can still do differently going into 2023 that are just holes that aren't full yet. I love this because you always do a deep dive. Okay, you, you mentioned that they will not be able to go in with the same type of quarterback uh, if Carmichael is calling the plays. Give me some quarterbacks you think they may um, that may be on their radar to be their quarterback for next season. I think the quarterbacks that could be on their radar are guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that they'll potentially look at the Derek Carr trade, although ultimately I don't think they go that route, giving up draft assets for a veteran aging quarterback when you could just use those draft assets to draft a rookie quarterback. It's, it's all kind of the same to me. Uh, but then you, you know, you've got other free agents out there like a, a reunion potentially with Teddy Bridgewater. But again, these were all quarterbacks that made sense. If the saints made changes to their offensive approach, if they're not making those changes to the offensive approach, those guys don't move the needle for you anymore. Now you have to go and find, real playmakers and outside of Lamar Jackson, who I'm not convinced is going anywhere, but back to Baltimore this off season. I agree. And not that, not that the saints have the uh, let's call it spendable money. They can make the money, but there's so many different holes on this roster that I don't think you go all in for a quarterback. Like they started to do with Deshaun Watson last year. And so outside of Lamar Jackson, I don't know who your other big playmaking quarterback options are unless Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay and you feel like you can actually make that happen, which I don't, or if you feel that you can find a rookie quarterback that's healthy enough to come in in 2023 and be your you know, immediate quarterback or very soon at the beginning of the season be your quarterback, or Jameis Winston stays on the roster and gets 2023 unimpeded uh, at the beginning of the year. Like That's really the only way that I think you find those sort of playmaking quarterbacks and I don't know that any of the options that are available to the Saints are certainly perfect options, but there are some out there, I suppose. I'm going to make you Mickey Loomis for a moment. You mm-hmm. can only have one. You can only pick one. And it's either Ryan Nielsen 
or Chris Richard to be your defensive coordinator? Who's it going to be? Oh, well, if I'm Nikki Lewis, then I'm probably going Ryan Nielsen, right? Because everything about New Orleans that we know is that they're loyal to the guys that are loyal to them. Ryan Nielsen has been on the staff since mm-hmm. 2017. Chris Richard joined just a, just a couple of years ago. So I could see the Saints, if I'm Mickey Loomis in this scenario, I could see the Saints saying, okay, Ryan Nielsen has been on the staff. We're going to remain committed to Ryan Nielsen. And in this scenario, too, is the way that it would play out right now is that if I have the option to lose one of these guys to Carolina or one of these guys to Atlanta, I'll take losing right. the guy to Carolina as opposed to losing the guy to Atlanta. Uh, so I can see that being the case with uh, with Ryan Nielsen. They believe in Ryan Nielsen big time. Like defensive coordinator, sole defensive coordinator, believe in Ryan Nielsen. Mm-hmm. They believe he can be a head coach in the NFL someday. And so I think that right. that's, uh, that's probably the route that they would go. Now, for that to happen, does Dennis Allen have to give up the play calling on Sunday? See, I'm one that believes that, again, he needs to concentrate on being the head coach next year and allow, allow and I agree with you, allow Ryan Nielsen to be the defensive coordinator. Not defensive coordinator in name, but, again, coordinating the defense, calling the plays on, on, on game day. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with that one a little bit, if I'm being honest with you, because the defense performs well with Dennis Allen as the play caller, even when he has been the head coach. Now, if, if I know the foregone conclusion is that if I remove Dennis Allen as play caller on the defensive side, let Ryan Nielsen uh, call the plays, and the, and the needle doesn't but maybe budge, uh, and the offense gets better because you know that frees up uh, Dennis Allen to have a little bit more of a holistic uh, view of the of the offense, right. then sure, right? Or, or a holistic view of the team, excuse me, then sure. Like, if I know that that's the foregone conclusion, then absolutely. But I don't know that that's the foregone conclusion. Like, for me, I think Dennis Allen is more so one of those guys that is a defensive head coach and that lets the offensive staff take care of the offense and makes decisions when decisions need to be made. But other than that, it seems to be in the hands of the offensive, uh, of the offensive coaches. And so I don't know if taking Dennis Allen away from play calling on the defensive side bolsters the team elsewhere. But if I do know that, then sure, absolutely. And I think you have a lot of confidence in Ryan Nielsen to very likely maintain the same type of play calling cadence situationally that Dennis Allen does over the defensive side. And I say that because I don't think Nielsen's coming back to New Orleans if he's not going to be the guy to be the play caller as well. Because, again, you're going to have to relinquish something to keep him here if ultimately, again, Atlanta wants him. Uh, so that may, again, you may have to give that up. But you still got veto power. I mean, like any head coach on offense or defense, you don't like what's being called, you tell, you tell the coordinator, look, we're not doing that, we're doing this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, so, it's, not, like, uh, it's not like removing him as the primary play caller. No. Removing him as the primary play caller takes him out of the game plan entirely. Right? Obviously, right. he is the head coach and the buck stops uh, with him. So, yeah, I, I could see the, the value and benefit in that if it means keeping Ryan Nielsen around. But, you know, look, for the Saints, uh, defensive coordinator, it would probably be an easier situation for them to handle this year than offensive coordinator. Right now there are uh, 10, yeah, 10 teams right now that have open offensive coordinator positions across the NFL right now, which is a massive number. That C is very, very red. Defensive coordinator, not so much because teams have already filled their defensive coordinator uh, positions in a couple mm-hmm. of cases. You look at the Cleveland Browns, for instance, uh, who mm-hmm. brought Jim Schwartz back to the NFL. And so I think that you know defensive coordinator is one where they could go and find a guy to be that 
defensive coordinator that doesn't call plays but help to you know design and help to prepare and install uh, the defensive game plan. So I think the Saints would probably play it a little bit more fast and loose with the defensive coordinator position than I certainly expected them to play over in the offensive coordinator position. But certainly I've been wrong very recently before. <laughs> well, we all take shots, right? I mean, that's, that's part of our business, what we do. All right, uh, handicap time. Handicap where you think Sean Payton's going, if anywhere, this season. Yeah, I think the place that makes the most sense for him is the Denver Broncos. I mean, that's, 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 that's an easy one for me. I, I think Houston presents an interesting um, possibility. I think Houston probably has a, a larger chance than people are willing to give them credit for because we point and laugh at them when we say, oh, look, it's the Houston Texans. They're here again. But the fact of the matter is that they've got multiple first-round picks for multiple years, multiple day-two picks for multiple years. They're in a situation to where they have the fodder under the right leadership and with the right amount of uh, direction from their head coach that would allow them to be able to rebuild and exactly what that head coach wants to be. But does Sean Payton want to invest two or three years before the football team is ready to play football, right? So I don't know if that's the case. So I look at Denver, who has a really talented defense, who has uh, a really talented quarterback that I know didn't look great in 2022, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but how much of that was just Russell Wilson? How much of that was the combination of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, with Nathaniel Hackett being fired partway through his rookie season, like his first head coaching season? And so now you've got new ownership, you've got new people there, and so I think think the Denver Broncos make a ton of sense for – for, for Sean Payton. Now, that's not the greatest situation for the New Orleans Saints, who would end up getting San Francisco's first-round pick uh, in that mm-hmm. trade. But if they can get 2024 fodder as well, they, I mean, you know, we'll see where their original 2024 first-round pick ends mm-hmm. up after the 2023 season. But having that additional one would certainly be helpful if they're still trying to solve the quarterback conundrum in 2024. Yeah. And I believe, I don't believe the mid-first to late first-round pick. I'm one that believes that they're going to get much more than that, and they have to get much more than that. But that, that, that's Yeah, me. yeah, I think it's, it's got to be that that mid to late first-round pick is the cornerstone of a larger trade package, right? Yes. A couple more Agreed. day two picks, mm-hmm. maybe some day three, whatever, consideration. And ideally, you're looking for a first or a second rounder in 2024 in addition. I know the John Gruden trade was a, was a pair of firsts and a pair of seconds. Right. That was, you know, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were effectively convincing the Oakland Raiders to, to let him leave. He, had, he was mm-hmm. still a coach at that time. Uh, and so it was a little bit more than they had to pay for that. If the Saints walked away with that, that would be a home run for Mickey Loomis and the New Orleans yeah. Saints. It's a game changer. As I said before, this is like getting the number one mm-hmm. pick in the, in the NBA draft or the NFL draft. If you're going to trade that, you need a premium back. And that's how right. the Saints have to look at this. There's no other way yep. around it. This is their number one pick, overall pick. And this, they have to get something for it, no doubt. Yep. Always a Absolutely. pleasure, my friend. Love, love having you on the program. Love the podcast, which I think is fantastic. Remember, Locked on Saints podcast, at Ross Jackson Nola. Saints Wire does a great job. They've got some great articles. Go on my social media pages. You'll see them right there. I've already shared them. And, of course, uh, over at uh, CrestedSports.com. Thanks again, as always, for your time, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Absolute pleasure. Talk to you soon. Take care and stay safe, all right? There you go. Same to you, but we'll be talking again, Ross, again next week. All right, don't forget, folks, my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, even as we're going off the air, the sun's going down, uh, it's after hours. Burkhardt will be there for you to get you up and running with your air conditioning system, heating system. Uh, you have a generator that, again, the power goes out in, in, in your neighborhood, and your generator doesn't kick on, you can't get it to work, they'll get your generator up and running. Uh, they've got after-hours service with, again, their great technicians. Only doing the work that's necessary, never gouge you, never cheat you. Truly a company you can trust. After-hours service, Think Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by 
the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. It's Mardi Gras time in the city. A lot of people are going to be out late. You're looking for a late-night place to eat. It's always, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, which are open late, seven days a week. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana. Lunch and dinner at all the rest of the restaurants. And remember, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurants selling uh, tickets to their to their um, uh, parking lot. And uh, also, Old New Orleans Cookery and Mambo's tickets on their balconies. Get your tickets now. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. If you want to save money and start the year right, Staples has you covered. I need everything to restock my business. File folders, break room supplies, even business cards. Staples has you covered with big savings on everything you need for your home or office. And now at Staples, rewards members get $30 back via Staples store bonus when they spend $100. That's $30 to use toward everything from ink to tech. Save big right now at Staples, the working and learning store. Rewards members only. Store bonus redeemable in-store only. Offer ends 121. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Dancing crew, trip for two, nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid, give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 
Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22135788. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Ross Jackson, Ali Cassell, and Gary Smith for joining us on the program. Get well soon. Jordy Collada, he'll be back with us next week. I want to thank our sponsors, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Remember, Mardi Gras, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, fantastic. Late night place to eat as well. Also, all our sponsors, go to ericasher.com for slides to the sponsor, sponsor our program. Thanks for supporting those sponsors. Thank those sponsors for supporting our program. All right, uh, as always, uh, again, it's been a blast. Thanks to Rudy back at studio. Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour coming up next with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Uh, the award-winning inside New Orleans sports on WLET at 6 o'clock with Les Seas as my guest. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow uh, for the William Grant family still's Friday extravaganza. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. <laughs>